I'm uh, I do cyber I do cyber security. Okay. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. I'm still in Might even become manager in a year. Oh really? Let's see uh, let's see if it works out. I'm, I'm really thinking about it. That would be great. Yeah, then I can come back to Georgia Tech for career fair and actually recruit people with job offers. <laughs> they let me. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, you, well, this thing is on? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you have to turn people down at some point? That must be hard. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get over it, though. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll have to do the same thing if I run my own private business. Yeah. Wait, this thing is on? This thing's been recording the whole time? This is the Experience Podcast with me and someone else. Yo! What's up? John is uh, walking through doors and... Uh, yeah. I'm just cleaning up my griddle. I just made some food tonight. Just made my dinner. Outdoors. Oh, that's Riddle. Fun. What'd you make? Uh, I never really made fish growing up, but I just made some fish tonight, and it was a lot better. I made some tilapia and some uh, salmon, and I blackened nice. on a uh, griddle, like a flat top, you know, like they have at uh, Waffle House. Get that thing real hot. It was a lot better than I thought it would be. That's awesome, man. Yeah. What you up to, Anoush? Well, uh, standard stuff. My job's treating me well, and, uh, actually I'm still technically in school. But you know how it is. For what, like a PhD? Something to... Masters. Oh, okay, Masters, okay, my bad. Yeah. It's been an interesting grind so far, but, uh, it is what it is, and um, honestly, I'm really looking forward to football season to start. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But did you graduate? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I graduated last year. I'm in uh, medical school now. Nice, nice, nice. Welcome to the alumni life, bro. What's that? Welcome to the alumni life. Yeah. Hmm. For those of you who uh, don't know, I'm actually watching the Home Run Derby right now. They're just getting started. I was going to say, we should talk about why Anoush is standing. He's doing a standing episode tonight, I guess. He's full of energy, right? Of course. Yeah. Can't contain it. Never not full of energy. I admire that. So, uh... And as you said, you might have died tonight. Do you want to talk about what happened? So I was watching the home run derby, and I happened to catch the national anthem while it was going on. And a B-52 flyover. Oh, they flew bombers over? I would think they would always fly fighter jets over. I guess it varies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was stationed there. It's, uh, I think uh, L.A. Air Force Base. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're over in Los Angeles tonight. Uh, yeah. Wish it was in Atlanta, but uh, can't, can't be. Yeah, there. why did you almost die today? That's what. What I almost died today? What are you talking about? I didn't, I didn't almost die. Okay, well, today was leg day. Leg day is always fun. Except when it's not. Mm. Mm. I see. <laughs> also, you know, school to worry about. Well, it's just one class a semester, right? So? Um, yeah, John, what's going on with you? It's, it's been uh, a few weeks since you the last time. Let's oh, see. yeah, so, uh, do you know whole, the, the whole uh, idea of residency? We, we talked about that, I think. Just, you know, it's like, you know, apply from high school to college, then apply from college to med school, then apply from med school to residency, which is like on the job training. You know, it gets harder every time you jump up a rung on the ladder. And uh, the thing that residency is like is you have a lot of research and experience and whatever. So I've been trying to do research this summer. That's the main thing. Wait, so are you going to med school soon or? Uh... Oh, no, I just finished my first year, actually. Yeah. Ah. This, uh, this summer, doing some uh, coding with people. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know I'm not a CS major, but I have some, you know, medical background, and they they like that, and they like the fact that I can code some stuff, like, at least rudimentarily. Uh, they they don't really enjoy trying to piece together code by themselves. So, hey, that gives me a good possession, right? Mm-hmm. I can try to make myself useful. They'll they'll have me on a lot of papers probably before long. That's gonna be yeah. awesome. Alright. So I just wanna get that in before you have to, you know, treat people. Yeah, because if you don't get into residency, you know, like I said, that that on the job training, if you don't get into that, then you cannot see patients. You can have an M D degree, but you won't be able to see patients yet. You know what I mean? You can yeah, you gotta be uh you gotta be board certified. That's right. Right, and not only board certified, but you have to go through the training too. Yeah, it's like it's something where it's even more competitive than college and medical school, like the application process. So yeah, you yeah. gotta have stuff that'll really set you apart. And especially yeah, Shama's been there. Yeah, Shama's been there. She just finished her residency, um, internal medicine and pediatrics, and she's starting a fellowship in pulmonary critical care. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I don't think I could do pediatrics. I don't have enough uh, uh, patients. You hate kids. I always feel like I'm either talking down to them too much or talking like way above their heads too much. You know what I mean? I, I never feel like yeah. I can talk to them on the correct level. Okay. Because yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I felt like every adult was like talking down to me really hard. And I was like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? It's just like... That made me mad. I hate to be that kind of person to another kid, you know. Right. I guess it's one of those things. Maybe it's just one of those developmental things. You start, you know, getting experience with pediatrics and you learn, okay, people at, kids at this age are going to understand this, and kids at this following age are going to understand that, I guess. You know? 
I'll, I'll probably just have to get experience for that few more But yeah. So what would you do? Would you just do internal? Uh, my granddad did that. Uh, my dad does ophthalmology with a lot or uh, specialized, you know, it's eye surgery, like right. you know, cataract, that kind of thing. And uh, that seems like a really good field because, you know, they come into you with a problem. They say, okay, I can't see or everything's blurry, you know, whatever. You go in, do whatever you got to do, either give them glasses or do a cataract surgery or hopefully not, but maybe something more complicated. In case, you know, after that time, they're, they're fixed. You fix their problem. Whereas, like, you know, you think about internal medicine, just like, you know, general problems, say diabetes, a lot of times people don't want to help themselves. They're just like, oh, screw it. I'm going to, you know, eat horribly, have no exercise, all that stuff, and you just watch them slowly decline over the course of, like, several decades. And it's like, that has to be the most depressing thing ever. I don't think I can handle that, you know? I respect people do, who do that a lot, though. I just, I don't think I have the constitution for that, like, you know, my personality, right? I, I would just feel, like, frustrated. I'd be like, dude, you got to work out more, you got to eat better, or you got to... You know, treat your life like it's worth more. Right? Ain't that the truth? It will just get depressing for me after a while. I mean, you know, imagine dealing with people like that for forty years of your life. You know, it's it it, it would just get so old to me. At least with you know stuff like ophthalmology, you're there's a problem that's discrete. They come in with that single problem and you fix it, and they're good in the vast majority of cases. So would you consider doing uh, doing ophthalmology, or would you consider going into, like, general surgery or something like that? Well, general surgery, some see general surgery as kind of a miserable profession, too. You're pretty much just going to be doing uh, mainly, like, you know, gallbladder stuff, appendix stuff, you know, th- things like that. But... All right, fine. How about ortho? Ortho, I'm actually associated with that uh, research group that I was talking about. They're, they're more of an ortho-associated uh, group. Well, you can still say, though, that you have to worry about, like, lawsuits with uh, – because, you know, imagine especially, like, spine surgery. You yeah. mess up the tiniest thing, or even if you don't mess up the tiniest thing, they're going to come at you and sue you and be like, no, this is your fault. I can't uh, 100% feel the back of my hand or whatever, you know, region scan. My sensation isn't 100% what it used to be after my spinal injury, and it's your fault, and I'm suing you. You know what well, I mean? Well, what if you tell them, yeah, we're going to do it. It's not, you're not going to get there first, but with therapy, with work, you will. Yeah. Well, I hey. Surgery is only part of the battle. I've been there. I've been under the knife, actually, for both of my shoulders, and it wasn't like I had surgery, and – then, like, my shoulders felt like absolute crap, and then yeah. I had to go through therapy, and I had to get my range of motion back, and I had to get my strength back. Maybe I don't yeah. feel as strong as I do before, but I still feel strong, and, I mean, I can still go and lift. Yeah, no, well, that's what I'm saying. You're probably one of the best kind of patients to have, you know, for a doctor, but most patients aren't as as good as you in terms of, you know, taking responsibility on their part and you know, not trying to shift the blame or say that, oh, my surgeon must have made a mistake or, oh, he's not confident enough that he must have messed something up and is trying to hide it from me. You know, all this stuff. Just that some, some people are really insecure and really like to throw blame around, even though it's something that 
only they can help themselves with, right? They just get really paranoid. So you're the best guy to face have from what I'm hearing right now, but most people probably, or at least very many people, are not like you. So that's the thing that would wear on me is like a spine surgeon or a shoulder surgeon, whatever. You like major joints. you you got to imagine, especially hips, too. You know, just, if you don't have a hip, you can't walk. So, I mean, and if you fuck up their sciatica, then they're they're also uh, in bad. They're in trouble. Yeah, it doesn't have to be sciatic nerve either. I mean, you know, they're uh, nerves that control adduction and abduction of legs. Uh, abduction yeah, I mean, I is outside, yeah. right? Uh, sciatic is yeah. I believe it's uh, abduction. Leg. It controls sensation. Yeah. And, uh, well, actually, no, it's flexion, I believe, if I'm not misremembering. I haven't had me in a little while. I'll have to refresh myself on that. But, yeah, um, it gets really complicated. But, yeah, it seems like sciatic is ner- nerve is one of the ones that people get really paranoid about because often that's the one that a disc will pinch. You know, like if you have a herniation, a herniated mm-hmm. disc, that's, that seems to be a very common target for it. But, yeah, you can have just about any any nerve in the uh, lower body go wrong and mess you up with your walking. And, yeah, I do not want to be there <laughs> to deal with that. Maybe I'm shirking my responsibility as a future physician, but, man, 40, 50 years of that, I can't imagine, dude. Can you? Uh, not me. And, well, like, Shama's going to be a, a critical care, uh, is a critical care fellow. So... Oh, Maybe she's not yeah. day, uh, treating patients like day to day, but she's gonna get like bad cases, like severe cases, of, like well, like thing, think like asthma attacks on steroids. Yeah, well, that's the thing. In that case, at least the uh, at least you're pretty much working on a shift, and it's just like okay, I dealt with them from you know the last two hours of my shift, and then someone else gets them. It's like, you know, I'm not the one in charge primarily of their care, right? You do everything that can be done within reason for them if they come right. in with some kind of acute injury. And then after that, it's not really your fault necessarily. And you, you don't get called, like, in the middle of the night. A lot of these practices, like internal medicine especially, people will just call you in the middle of the night, like, hey, Doc, come see me. Stuff's going wrong, you know, <laughs> and it's like, you just got to drop everything, forget about sleeping, all that, and just, like, see them, you know. Do you know what Jeopardy is in the context of residency? What was that? Do you know what Jeopardy is in the context of residency? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, actually. You might have to explain so, that to me. We so remember how when we were in band... And if people would need, like, a sub, an emergency sub for, like, their spirit band assignments, I'd be willing to take it. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like that. Um, but it's not uh, uh, in the uh, case of, hey, I, I have an emergency. I can't make my gig. Can you sub for me? It's what's going to happen is if you can't make it, you would call Jeopardy and... There's a there's like a priority queue of people who can then sub for you, um, in the oh, case yeah. of Jeopardy. 
So it's an idea. The, the idea isn't that every time somebody calls Jeopardy, one person's going to get the short end of the stick. If you call Jeopardy, you'll get a sub. But if somebody else calls Jeopardy, then you have to be will. You are you are expected to sub for them. Is is that okay. it's a kind of deal? It's, it's a whole thing. Um, it it depends from specialty to specialty. Um, sometimes it works like that. Sometimes it doesn't. I honestly I forget how it worked for um, when my sister was in residency, but uh, I think that illustrates the general idea. Yeah. Disclaimer: I am not a doctor. I'm only related to one. Oh yeah, no. Well, I'm sure you have a lot more experience than I do as far as like you know hearing all the complaints that a new doctor would have. My dad's been in it for so long. He knows how to avoid all the like pitfalls of being a doctor, you know, while still doing his job really well. It's like I'm sure a new doctor can tell you a hell of a lot more about the field as far as like what problems come up and what you got to be prepared for, right? No, you, the worst is the worst is when you lose a patient. Oh yeah, well see that's another reason ophthalmology seems good because you're not gonna you're not gonna kill someone by you know doing a surgery on their eye unless you just are you just completely like you know some over it. the seizure or something. Yeah, well if you don't have a seizure as the person operating on their eye, then I don't see how you would kill a person during a rudimentary like cataract surgery or something. I mean, I'm sure it's possible in a lot of ways, but, you know, as an experienced physician, it seems like something where it's a really safe field to be in, I guess. That's why it attracts me a lot. People see dermatology that too. But then again, you have to be aware, too, that if you're doing dermatology, you have to see a lot of uh, cancer patients, that kind of thing, and worry about, you know, mm. It has to be so painful. I can't imagine that. Trying to... Um, Especially uh, UV, uh, UV-related cancers. Yeah, right? having to be the one to tell a patient. Yeah, that's true. UVB is, uh, I believe, it's more dangerous unless I'm mixing them up. Uh, yeah, having to be the one who diagnoses someone with cancer and just tells them, like, okay, your lifespan is, like, one quarter what it should have been. You know, just having to tell them that to their face, that has to be so painful. And mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, that can happen in any field. I believe my dad has to talk, had to talk with, uh, like, young, young kids about uh, retinoblastoma. It's a tumor that grows on the back of the eye, you know, on the retina. He had to tell them about that, and it's like, you know, that has to be one of the most painful things ever. But, you know, mm-hmm. I suppose as long as you can diagnose them very, very quickly. That has to be a big positive for you. Yeah, like, I mean, it's no, I'm sure it's no better than internal medicine, which is like when, one of the things is like when Shum, when I ask like Shum about her day, it's like one of the things I like to ask is like, did you get to discharge anybody? Because I'm sure you, you'll probably learn this as well. Telling somebody that they can go home that feel good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it does. I'm sure there's a lot of negative to balance that out, though, and be like, you know, all right, well, you're going to have this condition that's, you know, extremely painful and or uh, highly lethal for the rest of your life. You know, telling them things like that, it's like, that has to be, that has to be positive. You know, that just, 
I can see why people, uh, it, it seems like a lot of these fields that have less of that kind of a thing are a lot more competitive to get into. Like, you know, a more competitive college. It's harder to get into a residency with one of these more competitive fields. For that reason, everyone wants that field, so. Yeah. I guess it's just one of those things, but yeah, I'm definitely doing my part to make sure that I good life. Good. But also consider it's not just like the school that you want to go to. Sometimes it might also be the patient population that you want to treat, the patient population that you want to serve. Like, yeah. Shama had the, had an opportunity, like she could have gone to USS, she could have gone to Birmingham, she could have gone to Chicago if she wanted, but she sure. went to Tulane. And Present. New Orleans has a very interesting, like, patient population of, like, people that she can serve, people that she can do a lot of good for, and there's a lot of potential to do good in New Orleans. And at least for her, that's how she felt, and that's why she went there. So that's the other thing, uh, to worry about. It's not just about, getting into that big-name school. It's not about getting into that big-name program. Sometimes it's just, where do I fit? Where do I, where can I do the most good? For Shama, that was New Orleans. That's why she spent four, five years in Tulane. Yeah. So just, so just consider that, that. Yeah, I absolutely will. I've considered that in the past as well. But uh, I also wanted to ask, um, was that her residency or her uh, medical school? That was a residency. Um, med school was okay. at Morehouse School of Medicine, so she got to yeah. she got to stay in Atlanta. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ultimately, like, it doesn't like ultimately, like, where you go to med school, it's not going to matter at the end of the day, as long as you're board certified, you're going to be good. Right. And at least for Shama, Morehouse opened up a lot of uh, had gave her a lot of opportunities. Like, she got to serve uh, again. She got to serve an underserved population. She got to work at Grady. Memorial Hospital in Atlanta, and it, it was great. It was a good experience. Yeah, I bet it was. That had Maybe to be a podcast. like that. Which, by the way, Daniel, I'm not trying to make this all about me. <laughs> what, uh, what would you like to talk about, Daniel? No, you guys are good. I didn't want to. I'm not going to interrupt uh, uh, medical school fears. I guess. <laughs> no, all that's. Well, I was going to ask you as well, um, didn't you say you have a family member close to you who uh, attended medical school as well? Do you have any anecdotes about that? Me? Uh, I got a lot of yeah. family members that went to medical school. I you don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, I hate to exclude you from this. I feel like there's a lot of stuff you can say that would be useful to anyone going into medical school. I have nothing to contribute. I, I really... So my cousins are, uh, I guess they're finished with medical school, or one of them isn't. But I really haven't talked to them about that. Uh, oh, okay. recently. So, other on that, and then my parents went a long time ago, you know, before the internet. So. <laughs> yeah, before the internet. That's how my dad was, yeah. <laughs> I find it funny. I'm the same medical school that my father went to and that my grandfather went to, his father. My uh, fraternal grandfather was the first, uh, he was on the first class of this medical school in Georgia. I thought that was really cool to think of. It's like, I'm, I'm the only, I think I'm the only second generation, or sorry, third generation person at this medical school. It, it feels really weird to me. 
doesn't mean I'm gonna do very well though necessarily. It is hard. Medical uh, is hard. That sounds easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't have to talk about that. If you guys have something else you wanted to well, no, talk about, I suppose. You're the, topic. you're the topic master. It's your pod- oh. podcast. You talk about ah. 20 minutes, yeah. Give us some uh, quirky, interesting topics. Oh, I don't have any topics. That's The, the whole point Sometimes. is I don't. You're the host? Isn't that your job? Yeah. Uh. Anu, she's just happy that we filled up the time and stuff. I mean, yeah, but you can't just rely on that. <laughs> I, I Unless you know you're going to have, like, a special guest on, which uh, I've, I don't know if uh, anybody ever mentioned this to you, John, but uh, we have had a student-athlete on the podcast already. Oh, really? I don't know if I, don't know if, I thought I brought it. So, yeah, you obviously on. know, we talk a lot, like, Georgia Tech football on this podcast. We talk a lot of... Like NFL on the podcast, like you've listened to other episodes, but um, we never talk any other sports. So I asked Dan, I asked Felix, like, "Hey, can we do a thing on Georgia Tech volleyball?" And he was open to it, and uh, so I, I brought no. Julia Bergman onto the show. Really? Yeah, it was a it was a really nice conversation. Uh, she and Chase got to bond over physics. That's cool. Yeah, I, I I bet a lot of these people uh, are really down to earth, really fun to talk to. I feel like I talked to one or two members at least on the uh, volleyball team. They were all they were they were very kind. It's very they very. Are. They are. They're really they're really nice. Um. Yeah, that was a good episode. It did, it did very well. And I hope I we get to do just... that again sometime. I was gonna say I know you you've been trying to to get to kind of work something at least similar you know get someone else yeah. no luck so far in. <laughs> no luck so far but but she was a great guest and uh, you know she'd be welcome to come back obviously I know she's probably getting ready for, uh, for she the actually was um, she actually was on international duty and yeah like like and we talked about that she's. Playing internationally and, and outside of the school too, so that kind of keeps her busy even during the off season. So, oh, that's cool. And being a physics major, don't don't forget. <laughs> and yeah, apparently being a physics major is pretty easy. So, but, uh, who told you that, Chase? <laughs> no, Chase. Chase uh, definitely didn't say that. Okay, because I don't think Julia said that either. Uh, so yeah, um, I, I, you know, what, what do you guys, what do you guys want to talk about? Is there anything specific? Oh, uh, I have an idea. Think about uh, what are some of y'all's uh, favorite foods, or if you'd like to start, do y'all like uh, seafood? Because that was what I was just saying at the uh, beginning of the podcast. That was what I was opening all those doors to bring in. I had my griddle outdoors, and it started. Uh, it was about to start raining. I pulled it in just in time. Oh, I'm vegetarian, I, so I can't have seafood. Oh, yeah? What do you feel about seafood? I have this no opinion because I literally cannot have it. Really? That's yeah. what I've heard. A lot of rednecks are like, okay, fish is practically a vegetable. So. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I'd like as much as I did. What about you, Daniel? 
Uh, I, I've been known to eat seafood. Um, what kinds do you like? Are you talking about fish? Like, which fish? Like, which species? Jesus, fish. Um, the problem is we just don't have a lot, a big variety up here. So, okay. where is up know, it's here? A lot of hal- it's a lot of halibut in the central New York. Halibut. Okay. How is halibut? So reason. Yeah, sold that so. at a butcher market that I worked at. It's interesting. I mean, I'm not a huge fish guy. I mean, my dad is, but. um, Do you fish fish or? I don't don't fish. You just go to the store. Go to the store. (laughs) Whatever's available. Pretend to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of doing that. The guy I worked for made, like, the uh, grouper. He made, like, grouper was one of the best uh, fish that you could have. Have you ever had grouper? I haven't had it yet. Grouper, I've had that before, but that's been probably a while. Do you remember it at all? Uh, It's probably been 10 years. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But, you know, we can talk about some vegetarian options. To, yeah. to be a little more inclusive. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, I do like uh, spinach. What kind of what oh, do you yeah, think is the salad, Anoush? Huh? What do you think is the best, uh, like, leafy greens to have in a uh, salad? I don't know about the salad, but I will tell you, when I like to cook my vegetables with, like, dal or other, or, or other vegetables, um, spinach, fenugreek, and uh, amaranth. Mm. And occasionally, and I mean, if you're talking about salad, like sandwiches, then uh, arugula. Arugula's pretty neat. Yeah. I'm and kale. Yeah. Oh, you like kale as well? How do they compare? Arugula, kale, spinach, like, etc. Are some more better than others, I imagine? Never really, never really paid attention to it. Oh, okay. You don't really have a preference to them. You just kind of take what whatever's on sale or or whatever. I mean, I'm, if I go out of my way, it's usually to get spinach or fenugreek or amaranth. Um, okay. I haven't actually tried to make any. Like, I haven't actually tried to go grab arugula and stuff. I should. Do you like your stuff uh, fresh as well, or do you only cook it? Uh I usually cook that stuff. I mean, you can make dal with it. You can make like uh, curry with it, and it's, it's pretty damn good, especially when you make curry with it. Trust me. Really? See, yeah. I always heard uh, cooks like leafy grains get really bitter and nasty. I I never really had a lot of uh, cooked grains, but I like them uh, in a salad, like super fresh. As the soon trick as were- is the trick is not to cook it for too long. Otherwise, you. Uh, Sap all of the uh, nutritional value. Okay, so that's probably overcooked vegetables that I was hearing about. So you cook them a little bit to, like, what, release flavor a bit more? Is that Yeah. Not? What uh, I'll do is um, I'll cook the tomatoes and the onions until the raw smell goes away. Then I'll add the spinach. Then I'll add cheese. Then I'll add spices. Then I'll mix it well until I got, like, a good... Uh, 
consistency, then I'll call it a day. Do you ever make uh, vegetarian chili? Like I'll try it. Meat? I'm not sure. Good. Really? Yeah. How come? No, no, I just never tried making chili. That's all. Is it beans or anything? Is that, is that the whole thing? Oh, yeah, I love me. I love beans, especially uh, chickpeas. Chickpeas yeah, is bomb. If you, the, if you replace the meat with uh, beans, I bet that would turn out really well. I have a few uh, chili recipes that my dad has kind of messed with for a while. He's cooked chili like dozens and dozens of times, and he's given me a lot of good uh, recipes. The only thing I deviated on was uh, I would tend to add uh, habaneros without the core. The core is the hottest part of habanero. If you take that out, it's not that spicy, you know, especially if you cook it into a dish. And it's like it has this kind of mangoey, weird just, uh, kind of flavor. Have you guys had habaneros? I actually have uh, never actually, I've never, me personally, I've never used paper, uh, peppers in my cooking. I usually just use chili powder. Peppers? Like zero peppers? I, yeah, I just use chili powder. I mean, wow. I use dried red peppers, but that's about it. You're missing out, man. You gotta try those, uh, like mince those, uh, habanero peppers. Take out all of that white part that's really, really, really hot. Just take all of that out of the middle and then, you know, it's kind of like a bell pepper. Take all of that out and then mince it super, super fine, like in the tiny, the tiniest squares you can reach. And then I swear, dude, you mix that into chili, it tastes Incredible. It's like, I mean, you can, and honestly, you can do that with anything. Like, my mom does that. Like, she'll chop up peppers and stick them in there. Why? Like, fresh green peppers. Yeah. And it's pretty damn spicy, but it's also damn good. Green pepper? Oh, are you talking about, uh, green peppers, yeah. Dorados? Or are you talking about bell peppers? No, not bell peppers. Yeah, no. So, like, are you talking about jalapenos or serranos? Or not sure. How how big are they? Have you seen her before? She's cut them up. Maybe like the size of like my my middle finger. Okay, those might be serranos. Are they really narrow, like around the width of your middle finger as well? Yeah. Oh no, a little thinner. Uh, Thinner. Oh, thinner than your middle finger? That might be, uh, shoot, I can't remember the name of those now. Yeah, I've heard of those as well, I feel like. I might have had them before. Yeah, dude, I love experimenting with, like, different vegetables in my uh, chili. Or, uh, gumbo or whatever I'm making. Anything that you cook, like, for a long period, it can just, like, completely change everything. Way more than you might expect you know, certain ingredients that you use. Nice. Even if it's a tiny amount, it's like it completely changes how the whole thing tastes, I feel like. What are you some even use, like, uh, bell peppers, Anoush? Not even, like, I've actually made something with bell peppers. Um, bell peppers and potatoes make for an interesting pairing. Oh, really? I've never done that. Yeah. Um, do you cube the potatoes? Like, do you boil? Yes. Cube? Yeah, I chop them up. No, I chop them up and I fry them. Oh, you fry them. Okay. Do you fry them with the peppers, or you fry the? Uh, I usually just, I usually end up frying them separately. Okay, I see. 
Yeah, I can see how you might burn one or overcook the other that kind of thing if you try to do them together. But yeah, so you just put those together and put like what salt and pepper. Salt, pe- uh, salt, chili powder, turmeric, cumin, and coriander. Oh, yeah, turmeric. Yeah, that's a very traditional kind of spice, right? I don't use a lot of turmeric, but I hear that it's very good. Definitely, an in- it's an Indian spice for sure. Um, like, yeah, that's tur- like Turmeric, coriander, cumin, uh, asafoetida is also a thing. That we use a lot, I, that I use a lot. It's a pretty good, it's a good, um, garlic replacement. Asafoetida. What did you, what's that last thing you said? Can you say it slower one more time? I don't think I've heard of that. Asafoetida. Look up, okay, so try, look, if you don't, can't find that, try Hing. H-I-N-G. Okay. Oh yeah, I see it. Yeah, now, now you know. Now you see. Okay, yeah. That's that's what you're looking for. So you said it's a good replacement for uh, garlic? How's it Yeah, garlic? garlic. It's, um... Is it less or more intense? Oh, I would say a little less intense. Okay. It gives it more of, I guess, a... I don't want to say dry taste, but I'm going to say it. Like, a, a stringent? Is it like tea? It's been oversteeped a bit, like it's a stranger. It's a powder. No, right, but I'm saying when you put it in something, like, you know, the, the way that it is when you drink oversteeped black tea or something, you know, where it, like, dries out your mouth a little bit. Is it something like that, or is it dry? When you say it's drying. Honestly, uh, I can't really describe it. I can, it just... Yeah. It, it's a very distinct oh, taste. That's all. I, that's all I can say. It's a very distinct taste for sure. Um, you said it's mainly for like. Is it mainly for curry and stuff? I use it in thing? curry. Like, I also use it in dal. Okay. Yeah, I need to broaden my horizons and try more uh, Indian cuisine. I, re- I remember going to a uh, Indian restaurant and trying some curry, and that really blew my mind. I was very impressed by it. It was good, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And whatever, I you're, uh, whatever you're tasting, um, the unique, like, the spicy taste is probably coming from, like, the chili powder or the pepper or the car, and most likely, like, uh, the cumin and the coriander. There's also, like, a garam masala that they use, which I think is, like, cinnamon, cloves, and cardamom. I don't know the exact uh, proportion, though. Oh, yeah, I do love uh, cardamom. Have you ever had uh, Turkish coffee, like where they grind it so fine that it's practically matcha-level consistency? It's pretty much a powder, and they just mix it into the drink instead of filtering it like regular no, coffee. never tried that. That stuff is incredible. And they Turkish mix it grind. They mix it with cardamom, typically. So it's like it's super pungent and intense and bitter, but in a good way, you know? It's like it enhances it. Interesting. Yeah. I only had it once, but I'll never forget it. They had a uh, restaurant in Atlanta that would uh, make it. Do you like any uh, hot sauces in particular, Noosh? Any certain, like, class of hot sauce? Me? Yeah. Uh, 
or any seasonings that you think the world is like missing out on if they don't use them? You know what I mean? Other than the ones I mentioned, honestly, I can't think of any. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking more of like proprietary blends, like that a company did. Just in case you thought of any. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make Indian stuff, but you're not sure where to start with like premixed spice blends, I'd uh, mm-hmm. look at MTR. MTR, okay. Yeah, it's the uh, it's a company. If you, where do you live? Oh, I live in uh, Columbus now. Pretty close to the Alabama border, but still in Georgia, just west, middle Georgia. Yeah, because I know there's uh, one place close by, at least where I used to live in Johns Creek, and a few places close by me right now where you would be able to get that kind of stuff, those kinds of spice mixes. Yeah, I've seen some uh, Mexican markets actually near where I am, and they yeah, have, carry that kind of stuff. Yeah. What was that? Will that carry that kind of uh, spice mix? Uh, I'm not sure about that actually. I feel like there are some Asian markets, so they might have some Indian uh, spices as well as like Chinese traditional stuff. I'll have to check them out a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested in trying to, like, broaden my horizons a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll have to... uh, If if we're ever in town, if I'm ever in town, like, I should try to make something. See how it works. Oh, yeah. Cool. I could probably make something for you that you would uh, be impressed by as well. Even if it's not, like, meat-based, I, I know a lot of the stuff. I'm, I'm a red-blooded American. A lot of the stuff I eat is meat-based very, very much. But yeah. I've made a lot of great meals that you might be impressed by in a certain way that you, you know, cook on, like, on a griddle. Oh. It can be it can be really impressive. All right. I could be down. Yeah. You said you're up in uh, Virginia, though, now, right? That would be a long trip for you. Do you I've tried it. Yeah, I've made it. It sucks. Did you fly or did you drive? I drove. Oh, Flying isn't so bad. Flying ain't so bad. You can get decent, yeah. uh, you can get decent airfare with Delta or um, Southwest. Yeah, my uncle has a uh, passenger plane. My dad used to have one. Uh that, that would just, like, cut the travel time. For sure. What did your uh, drive take? How long did the car trip take? Ten hours. From, like, where you... To Atlanta? Yeah. And I had Good. to stop for yeah. gas and food. And I always stop for gas and I always stop for food. Was it, like, one or two uh, trips for gas? One. Okay. I, can, I mean, theoretically... I could probably make it on a full, make it on a tank, but I ain't gonna try. Yeah, no reason to like pressure luck. Yeah, so you you empty your gas tank like past halfway and then you fill it back up and come down. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's smart. I get nervous when I'm around like thirty. <laughs> yeah, 
prediction. I'm like, like on a good day. Yeah. Um, I've gotten like on a good trip, like the um, like a good long trip with like nice uninterrupted driving and at speed. Uh, the last time I did that, I went to Monticello. It was like a two-hour drive. Uh, I came back. I filled the tank. I almost got up to 500 mile capacity. Wow. What kind of car do you have? Uh, it's a Subaru Impreza. Okay. I've been able to pull like 500. I've been able to max out at like 600 on my old car. I had a Volvo, but then I totaled it on um, when I was driving home. How'd that happen? I hit something in the road, and it f- messed up my cooling system. Oh, did it, did your tire kick something up into your uh, engine or something like that? Around that area, into it your engine? kicked up the intercooler or something like it. It went under the hood, like it went under the front bumper, and then it hit like Damn, the intercooler or something. I don't. It was it was a mess. Yeah. Which, by the way, I was gonna say, I haven't really seen in a, a Subaru Impreza. What is the uh, house per gallon go get on that thing? I imagine it's a uh, coupe, right? Huh? Like a little car? Is it a little it's a, car? It's a five door. It's a hatchback. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. What kind of MPG do you get on that thing? I get like on mine. I get. Uh, I have a. Slightly larger, like pickup truck. Uh, it's not a full size truck, but it's like a it's yeah. a Honda Ridgeline. So like, it's uh-huh. super comfortable. It's still a bit bigger than a lot of the uh, coupes. I get about twenty to twenty five miles per gallon, depending. Nice. How about you? I usually average around like two forty, two fifty a gallon on 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 a like a good day. But okay. like, if I take like a nice, if I if I'm driving like doing highway driving at speed, then I can usually uh, get like I can push like 300 if it's like a 30 minute drive. Sometimes like 400, 500 if I'm going for like a couple hours. It depends. But yeah, I can get Is it on the tank. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, mine. For my tank, I'm about like uh, 250. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too bad. My tank is like 17 gallons, though. It's probably a bit, pretty big tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, what what car do you drive, Daniel? We're leaving you out again. No, no. I there was someone at my uh, kind of at my window. Let's say started walking toward me. So. Oh, really? A situation. Like I don't know. Menacing. I, I, it was tough to tell if it was menacing because it's dark outside, but that dark He's outside. He's just standing oh, no. there. Menacingly. Well, he pulled into the, uh, the, uh, 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 place next to mine. So, and then I guess he started walking outside. Um, anyway. I forgot the question. Oh, what car do I drive? I drive a, a Toyota RAV4. Nice. So. so you drive a truck? No, it's a RAV4. It's a compact SUV. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I started out on a uh, sort of like minivan SUV kind of deal. I had a uh, 
2017 Port Explorer initially. I think you guys might have saw that as I was pulling up the practice. Um, it was pretty nice, but that mileage was horrible. And I think my mom had more use for it than I did, so we ended up like just cycling our cars. What do you think of your car, though, Daniel? What do you think is your, uh, what's your mileage about typically? Like, say you're on the highway, like, you know, just cruising. What's my mile per gallon? Um, like, on the highway, ideal scenario, like, the best you're going to tend to get. Mine's a hybrid, so I think it actually does better. In the Ooh, yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Probably get, like, 40. In the city. Okay. Like Do you have to pay more to charge the electric component of it? I really, I really never understood entirely the uh, concept of hybrid cars. I mean, is it? I, I know there's some kind of mechanism where it doesn't harvest energy whenever you uh, brake really hard or something. Like so it, any it turns, of, yeah. How, how does that work? Right? Yeah, there were, it's regenerative braking. It's basically turning. Um, that energy into uh, electrical energy, and then taking heat off the engine as well does that as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a neat concept. The, the most eco-friendly my uh, most eco-friendly thing to construct is it will. It's a 2021 model, so it'll like uh, when I brake really hard and like stop completely at a light, it will uh, stop the engine. But that's about the most it'll do. I can hardly imagine getting 40 miles per gallon. That's really crazy. That's like in the summer on a really good day. Yeah. Well, still, still, the best I'll ever get is like 25, 26. Yeah. Mine's a little bigger, but I mean, still, it's not a full size pickup. I'm sure, or sorry, a full size truck. Mine is a pickup. So I'm sure a full-size truck would tend to be more like, you know, 20 to 15 at best on a highway or whatever, because those things are just so damn heavy. Yeah, my car, I feel like it's pretty light considering it's, um, you know, storage space. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly an SUV. Yeah, yeah, and also it's got a big battery in the back, but. Uh, oh yeah, I was gonna yeah. say a couple of I, I I realized that my uh, video off all the time because I had my phone I'm trying not to strange my battery. Um but I was gonna say I can turn it on briefly um to show you my, my this truck is really cool. Um it has like a yeah, this thing is awesome. You can uh sorry, five more seconds. One, two, three. So one, I have to go to get my truck. It has like a special garage or whatever. All right, here we go. All right, let's hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was trying to unlock it. So, all right, here's the thing you do. Hey, looking good. Not really. 
<laughs> I better be quick to flip my uh, camera around. Okay. okay. Here we go. So you see, you can open it like a regular truck bed, right? You can uh-huh. pull the top up and down. That's just like a regular truck. But the thing is, that's cool about this one. Okay, you see down here, there's this little latch. Yeah. Pull on this. And then, well, as long as I keep it unlocked. Sorry, one sec. There we go. As long as I keep it unlocked, I can open it from the side. Look at that. Wow. Revolutionary. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. And also, you can lock this compartment. Look how deep this is. Whoa. I, I can almost fit my arm in, like, up to my shoulder in this compartment back here. It's insane, dude. And it, it's rain. It's waterproof. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's like, people call Ridgeline's a dorky truck, but, hey, I'll take it, man. This thing rides so smooth. It has that independent suspension, or whatever you call it, and it has all these fancy little features. It's hard to beat this thing, man. Yeah. I will. I will happily take a minute. Just so everyone knows, that was a John's truck. Thank you for sharing with the audio podcast. (laughs) I thought you were gonna. No, we never uh, we never share audio on this thing. You know that. At some point, we might do video, but that's not oh, today. Damn, sorry, I wouldn't have even done that. I thought you were going to, you know, push up the uh, podcast a little bit. Like maybe we should. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll release. Maybe we'll release a, uh, you know, a. Uh, Patreon. Then for like the subscribers that like yeah. actually donate to it, they can see the uh, they can see the video. <laughs> oh, okay. Patreon. Yeah. Listen, Daniel, open up your Patreon. Yeah. yeah they definitely have. Yeah. Um, okay, I think we can we can start wrapping it up there. Unless you guys yeah, have. Yeah, I gotta go get food. Time. I gotta get food. Gotta get food. John's gotta. Get in his deep truck. Um, LOL. <laughs> all right, thanks for coming on, guys. Um, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, nice seeing you. Good to see you, fellas, too. <laughs>